When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. On Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Local Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Welcome into a Feedback Friday edition of Purple Daily here. It is the bye week. It is a self-scouting week for all of us involved. Are you okay? Where's Declan? Uh, I think Declan's on a three-day drinking binge. <laughs> I actually don't even know. Like, my week has been so wild with, you know, my dad dying and yeah, everything. I don't even know where- I don't even know where he is. He just said, I'm not going to. He said a long time ago, I'm taking the Friday off. We said, cool. He was in a car this morning way earlier than he normally would be. So I don't know. I don't know if he's like camping you know what I'm gonna or do? what he's doing. You know doing. what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to text him right now and I'm going to find out. What the audience wants to know where you are. Where? Yep. Yep. I what shenanigans are you yep. getting into? How, and how weekend? drunk are you? All right. Yeah. I'll do it right now. How drunk are you in the, in the morning here as we record this? Um, so we'll get to your feedback as we do every week. We kind of turn the show over to you guys, ask questions, concerns, comments, critiques, whatever, and then uh, we'll get to as many as we can. But this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a damn Super Bowl before we die. Uh, the show is presented in part by our friends over at TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. And uh, our friends over at Surly are also providing the official tall boy before I die of the 2022 season. The Vikings are off, but you know what, Phil, is never off? Surly Brewing. And especially this this one, before I die. You know what? Five and one. Five and one at the bye is pretty damn good. Now, mm. is it going to lead to the to the uh before I die moment? Who knows? Possibly. Uh don't forget also two uh, three weeks from now, November 6th, Washington Commanders Vikings game. We will have a, a our second Ventline watch party at Surly, it's going to be a great time. The, the last one uh, on Sunday for the Dolphins game was absolutely great. You, you guys showed out. It was fantastic. We talked to a ton of you. We talked purple. We saw a win. So, Surly, Minneapolis again, November 6th. Join us. We will again sip on cocktails before I die. We'll laugh. Hopefully, we'll see a Vikings win. So, November 6th, make plans now to be there. Amen. All right, let's get to the feedback here. Starting with Cole Larson via the Score North app. What do you guys think of the Christian McCaffrey trade that went down last night? Do you think the Vikings should do a similar trade to get another superstar player? 
Okay, I personally do not like this trade for San Francisco because of this. If this is the Christian McCaffrey of two and a half years ago, I'm like, okay, that's a lot, but he is really good. But this guy's been hurt for two years now, okay? So, um, and, and I get it. If, if, if Christian McCaffrey is healthy and, and you team him with Debo Samuel, it's going to be a nightmare for opponents. But that's a big if. Uh, I think that San Francisco gave up far too much for an if. Do I think the Vikings should make this type of trade? I don't. I would not give up this much. Do I think the Vikings should make a trade possibly for a tight end or a defensive tackle um, starting there, potentially a receiver before the November 1st deadline? I would not be adverse to it. I would not be adverse to giving up a second or third round pick. I would not package, though, this um, amount of picks uh, that San Francisco did. I think it was in excess for a guy who's been hurt. San Francisco is kind of in just like a weird state of transactions the last couple of years. So they traded all that capital to go get Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. And then they soured on Trey Lance even before the injury. Mm -hmm. And then he gets hurt. Now Jimmy Garoppolo's back. And now they give up. It winds up being four draft picks, three between the second and fourth round this upcoming season, right? I think, yeah, 2023. Yep. And uh, it's for a running back. So... It kind of feels to me like San Francisco is just making a push all in this year, saying, all right, the NFC is pretty weak. Our defense is mostly excellent. And maybe maybe Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch feel some pressure because of just how sideways the Trey Lance thing went and just how weird, oh, I guess we're just going to oddly bring Jimmy Garoppolo back with our tails between our legs. And maybe they feel like, boy, if we don't do some damage in the playoffs this year, our jobs might be on the line. Yep. Hold on one second. Thank you very much. Very As my nice. throat gets cleared, kind of. It's those fires out there. It is. No, it legitimately is. Give me five <laughs> seconds. Yeah. So so I'll chime in here quick. I think San Francisco did this because of the pressure that the Rams, because supposedly I think the last two teams standing in talks with the Panthers were, again, the Rams and San Fran. And I think that there is a, a, a copycat thing as well to see what the Rams have done. I mean, the Rams give give up draft picks like they're damn candy. It's like, you, yeah. you take my first-round pick. So I do think that the Panthers found themselves in the enviable position of calling mm. San Fran back and saying, well, the Rams are about to pull the trigger on this, and they're like, okay, we'll give you more. That's my guess as at least a big part of why this got done. With yeah, them. I think at some point, if and when it makes sense, the Vikings should be aggressive like the Rams have been, maybe not as Quasey said it before he stopped talking to the media, going full Rams might not be the right play. Maybe that's too risky, although it did work for the Rams. Yep. Um, I just don't love it for a running back. Maybe San Francisco, just the way their offense is set up, it makes right. sense because now they've got Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. They can both play out of the backfield. They can both line up as receivers. Like it's, Now they have all these interchangeable parts for their offense, so yep. maybe this is a special case where it makes sense. But, like, I would actually be looking to offload veterans for what, like, if I could trade Dalvin Cook this offseason before he goes completely off the cliff, I would look to do that for draft capital. If I could trade Harrison Smith before he completely goes off the cliff, um, are there, on the flip side, other veterans you could acquire either now before the deadline or in the offseason for capital? Yeah, like, I'm open to a lot of things. Uh, but to me, this signifies kind of San Francisco feels like they're more in a we need to win big now mode yep. than the like. The, I think the Vikings look at this as kind of a two year window 
with a new offense, new coach, and Kirk Cousins under contract through next year. Yeah. So if if you if you were crazy, and I guess to a certain point O'Connell as well, and you got a call today saying, "Hey, we saw that McCaffrey trade. We'll give you the same thing right now, right this second for Dalvin Cook." What would you say? Oh my God! Please give me the draft capital. Me too. Yeah, I think, I think some people the, would say we're nuts, but I would say the exact same thing. Yeah, and then so you know, then Alex Madison would would be your starting running back, and he's not as good as Dalvin Cook, but he's in. He's fine as a fill-in, uh, and then you'd have to figure it out for next year. Well, maybe, maybe it, Ty Chandler's the guy. Maybe you go it's find running someone back. else. You'd be fine. Like but, you, yeah. yes, you're right. But they need to get out of the business. Like, and it's been a 15-year business for the Vikings of having either given up first or second round picks to get running backs or paying them near the top of the league once their contract hits. I mean, Adrian Peterson was making like double the money of the next highest-paid running back for several years as a Viking, if I recall. Yeah, I think his final cap hit was sixteen million bucks, and I think the next one was like eight or ten tops. Yeah, that's aggressive. Um, so I don't know. I think good for San Francisco for making a move. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that it's really comparable to to the Vikings here. Leonard Anderson says, defensively, the Vikings takeaways are impressive so far. What's most impressive is their third down win percentage, ranked fifth best in the league. So I guess I'll kind of take his comment and twist it into a question for you. The Vikings have been one of the worst yardage defenses in the NFL. But they're kind of like they're they're slightly above average in scoring defense. Which one of those do you buy? Oh, scoring defense. Now now do, but I mean like for the Vikings, do you believe that they are Oh, do you um, trust in their scoring defense rank or do you think ooh, the yardage rank is going to be the thing that comes comes back around? You know, I guess against good teams, which on their schedule, there's not a ton. Um, I do think that the, I think from the eye test, what concerns me is the underneath yards. The underneath yards, because they seem to be, because, you know, of, of the Donna Shell defense, they seem to be available Donna consistently. Shell. I love that. Who who was that who came up with that? I think that was uh, on a f- feedback Friday a few weeks ago. The Donna Shell defense seems to surrender those. Yes, that concerns me. Um, I will say, I do think that if you pick apart some of the defensive stats, though, that there are situational areas in which the Vikings defense has been solid. Um, do I, but do I totally trust a bend, but don't break? I do more so if your offense is firing on all cylinders, but they're really not. So yes, it's good fortune. Um, I am surprised not sure about you, that the scoring uh, defensive statistics are actually that good, given what it seems they have surrendered at different times on a weekly basis. So here's some of the stats here, just to line these up. So the Vikings are 29th in yards per play allowed, six yards per play allowed. But they, so they're one, they're one of the four worst defenses, yards per play. Yep. But scoring defense, they are tied for 11th. With the Chicago Bears. They're allowing fewer than 20 points per game so far this year. And then on third downs, the Vikings are the seventh best third down defense now. Opponents are converting just 34.5% of third downs. So, I don't know which one. You know, the Opponents are moving the ball at will first, second down between the 20s. Uh, they're even actually when they get to the red zone, the opponents are scoring touchdowns at an 80% clip on the Vikings defense. But... 
the Vikings have held opponents out of the red zone more than almost any other team in the league. Yep. So, so it's, it's it's such a weird it's it's a weird combination of statistical trends for this defense. It's hard to really like sort of grasp what's sustainable to go forward through the bye week. I would like to see a lot more of what we saw against the Dolphins after about the second drive. I don't think I think if you continue along the lines of hemorrhaging yards like the Vikings are currently, it feels like it's going to bite you in the ass at some point, right? It does to yeah. me at least. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm trying to find any other. Uh, dry- so here, how about this one? Uh, average uh, field position is another interesting one. The Vikings lead the NFL in opponent field position. Opponents are starting at the 24-yard line against the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, the Saints are the worst opponent field position. They're starting at the 32-yard line. So may not seem like that big of a difference, but you know, it's an ex- that's an extra like first downs worth of yardage to go and uh, and get past the 30-yard line. So. Field position, they're winning, and third downs, they're winning. So some of these situational things do matter, even if they are a bit of a sieve between the 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick B. chimes in here and says, Last week, everybody was excited that the defense played well. KOC even gave the game ball to every defensive player. Yeah. I don't think the defense played well uh, that well. Yes, this week you shared some interesting numbers, and yes, they did get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but if you give up over 400 yards, you're not going to win games. They won that game because the Dolphins crumbled with penalties and turnovers. I guess the key words are they won, but what are your thoughts? Are the Vikings for real? I mean, you're hitting on kind of, it's hard to pin this team down and say they are for real when there's all these leaky trends. Yep. But I think we're kind of in lockstep that says they're not for real yet, but their record is what it is, and they still have time to improve things that they're really installing for the first time here with new offensive and defensive systems. What's the credit that we give for a coaching staff and a team that takes advantage of the fact that the majority of the league is averaged to below that? Cause that's what the Vikings are doing. So like I, and, and I, I'm hard pressed to, to Nick them. Like if the Vikings were, if the Vikings had just played, all of the crappy teams. And let's say they were all done with them now. And now it was going to be Buffaloes and Kansas Cities. And yeah. um, I'd be like, okay, they're going to be in some trouble, right? But the reality is this. This league, and, and I mean, it's what at the end in the last two years with Zimmer, they couldn't find a way to do. They couldn't find a way to exploit the fact that they were often playing not good teams because they weren't a good team. Like, that's what makes this league so weird. There's not this laundry list of just heavyweight teams. There's there's a few, but it's a few. And after that, it sort of just falls off the table. So you got to find a way on a weekly basis to not be the worst of two teams that aren't great. Yeah, and, and eventually, and I get that there's there's people that have called us out for this too. Well, don't isn't your expectation Super Bowl or bust on this show? Yep. Yes, the long-term expectation on this show is Super Bowl or bust. But I think we're reasonable enough to say that new coach, we're not going to just like, yeah, they're not the Bills yet, okay? It's not like they've been installing and building something for years and years here. And so we can hold them to a standard yes. that's maybe a little bit below Super Bowl for this year and then crank it up as we go along. There are definitely some areas and things of concern, but as I said, I think with you last week, um, getting on here daily and crapping on 5-1 and one seems preposterous to me. Uh, it's there's no reason for it. Yes, right. There's, but there I mean, are it doesn't that need to be improved. And but this has been a great start to the season. And if I thought that this was a complete fluke and o- O'Connell was a fool, it'd be different. But I don't. Yeah. 
I mean, like a smart Nathaniel guy. Hackett is coaching in this league. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. he is terrorizing this entire league. We should thank our lucky stars. Dude, Amazingly. He, he was a finalist for the Vikings job, right? A well, he, uh, he at least got, because they put it out at the time. Or yeah, he wasn't a finalist. He got an interview. But he did get an interview. But, yeah. but I'm just, my point is, I also see a lot of things that for the long play, I do like. Uh, John Robertson says, "Get the flag ready, Judd." Oh, hold on. I predicted five and I predicted five and one or four and two before the bye. Coworkers laughed at me, but this guy got the last laugh. The Vikings will go nine and two the rest of their schedule, and finish fourteen and three. Coworkers laughed once again when I said that. I will have the last laugh again. People talk about how the Vikings got manhandled against the Eagles. They scored 24 points all in the first half, the Eagles did, and then were shut out in the second half. Yep. Vikings only lost because of the three picks Kirky Boy threw. If Kirk hadn't thrown those INTs, two were in the red zone, the Vikings would have won that game. 14-3. and three. Wow. Who's That's laughing right. Now? Who's laughing now as the flag gets tied Sorry, up? I don't know how to put you on. Uh... Yeah, we need Declan to help. It's good enough. That's oh, just there, me now. There, there you, I, I'm still waving. I didn't stop waving. It's John, right? I didn't stop waving. Declan leaves. I have no idea how to put the camera you on you. It. That's fine. You got it. The fly got tied up a little bit, but then I got it untied. It was good. Um, all right. Ryan says, hey, Phil, sorry to hear about the passing of your dad. Uh, maybe tell us a favorite sports story about him once you get back on the show. First of all, again, thank you guys just the, I mean, it's been pretty awesome and overwhelming to just see the audio. Like, we have such a great audience. Yeah. 100%. And the amount of people that have reached out saying something along the lines of, like, I know we don't know each other personally, but you guys are a part of my daily life. And when you guys are going through something, I feel it, too. Um, you know, that's a pretty high compliment for us, and we appreciate that. Because all we want to do here is build a community Mm -hmm. and we're just kind of the, the ringleaders of this whole thing. So I definitely have felt that all week, and I appreciate that. I do have a kind of a fun story. I think I've told you this a few times, and we should find the video. I, um, I'm digging through some family archives to see if I can find this video. But So my dad, who my dad's been sober for, well, was sober for the last 47 years of his life, was a very bad alcoholic for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years throughout his 20s and early 30s, but got clean and sober in 1975 and then worked his way and went back to college, worked his way to uh, eventually become uh, a chemical dependency counselor for Hennepin County for, God, 25-plus years. Mm -hmm. And so through that work, he met Carl Eller, the legendary Purple People leader, now Hall of Fame defensive lineman. Sure. And because Carl was Carl's gone through some stuff in his life. And um, and so him and my dad, like, kind of I don't know, like they didn't work together directly, but they like I think they worked on a couple projects together back in like the early 90s. And so uh, my dad arranged a lunch at the old Hubert's that used to be across the street from the Metrodome yeah. on like a weekday afternoon. He was going to introduce me, his little uh, eight year old kid to this legendary Viking, Carl Eller. And my dad had done a really good job teaching me about Vikings history. And, like, you know, I grew up a huge <laughs> Anthony Carter fan and stuff. 
And my dad always taught me about, like, the history of baseball and football. So I was kind of a trivia buff even at, like, age eight. And so we walk in, and Carl is – I mean, this is, like, 30 years ago, Carl. He hadn't been – he'd been out of the league for maybe 10 years. So he's he's still a big dude, imposing guy, like 200-some-odd pounds with these huge mitts. And he comes in, and my dad says, Philip, this is Carl Eller. This man played in four Super Bowls with the Minnesota Vikings, and Carl reaches that big mitt over and, like, grabs my whole arm, basically, and shakes my hand. Yep. And I said, proudly, remembering the trivia that my dad had taught me, yeah, and he lost all four of them, too. (laughs) My dad, Carl, laughed, but, like, my dad was mortified. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Carl. Like, Phil... You know, but he played in four Super Bowls, and that's yeah. a big accomplishment. No. I was just proud to recite, like, oh, but I, I'm smart. I know that the Vikings went over four in the seventies of Super Bowls, and so this led to <laughs> that is awesome. Carl, uh, we had some sort of like second grade class project where we had I don't even remember what it was, but we had to interview someone or something, and so uh, Carl said yes to sitting on camera with me holding a microphone asking him questions about, like, his career. It was the first ever interview I did in wow. second grade. And so we have that video somewhere in our archives, and I will find it. Oh, you still he, have it? Somewhere, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. He did make us promise, like, hey, I don't want this to be, like, distributed anywhere. Just If it's just for a class project, that's okay. But it has been 30 years. I think we can probably run it on Purple Daily at He'd this point. He'd probably love to see it now. So I did run into him about 10 years ago. It was probably more like, yeah, it was probably 10 years ago. And, you know, I had been in the industry now doing this for a living and whatnot on the radio. And I did run into him at, like, a Vikings veterans event. And I walked up and I said, Carl, I'm not sure if you remember, but when I was eight years old, we sat down and I interviewed you for a class project. And he did remember. He laughed and he did remember. So Really? Yeah. It's pretty oh, God, cool. I'd love to see that. That's awesome, though. So my dad connecting me with Carl Eller, I guess, is the probably that's, the... That's pretty the, cool, though, actually. story. Yeah. Yeah. Just, man, he was... I mean, he was like probably in his late forties, you know. Still had just like the. I'll oh, find that moose. video. We can. He was the a moose. massive man. Yes. Yep. God, he was good. Uh, Kenneth Griggs chimes in here via the Score North app and says, "I work the graveyard shift in a small town in Connecticut, so I get little human interaction outside of work. So watching you guys for the past three to four years every day makes me feel like I know you all personally. So when one of you goes through something, I feel you. Um, yeah, I think I don't know." We appreciate the fact that you yeah. guys, you guys sometimes awesome. you guys hate watch us, but we appreciate it. A lot that. of people don't. Some do. The Kirk stands do. But a lot of people don't. They can't quit us. Surly was great. I, I mean, we had more people come up to us and t- talk to us. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Our our family and audience of PD folks is just so great now. It's so much fun. And here's what I really love. Almost every one of them is realistic. Like they're not this. Like they they want the Vikings to to win. And when the the Packers lost to the Jets, they were thrilled. It was awesome. But all of that being said, I feel like it's this community of of people who are in on who the Vikings are. Yeah, and I think too, like there's so many of you guys that have just discovered Purple Daily or Mackie and Judd maybe over the last year or the last two years or three years or whatever. And you know, it's kind of it's. You got to know the history of our show and career to know how much we appreciate this now because we've been doing a show together for the better part of a decade, 
much of it a four-hour radio show on the old 1500 ESPN. We were doing AM sports radio for a number of years, and it's just a hard AM sports radio from 2014 to 2022 is a really hard platform if that's your only platform to reach an audience and to reach to like younger Vikings fans. Yes. And so uh, there was many days where we just kind of frustratingly sat there and said, I feel like we just did a really fun show for four hours. Yep. Doesn't feel like there's that many people responding to it. You know, how can we? And so we, you know, over the years, we just, how can we take this to different platforms? And um, the response that you guys have thrown back at us has been incredible the last couple of years. And we, we appreciate that. I think yeah, the man. highest compliment that anyone can pay us is when you say that you feel like we are your friends. Because we hang out every day, so um, it's cool. It's cool for us just selfishly to to hear that, and we appreciate that. Um, let's we'll get to a Ryan Wright appreciation message here, and and a nod to a Judd conspiracy theory in a second. Yeah. But let's shout out the absolute best dog food in the country, oh. Nutrisource. Uh, Maya was very respectful this morning. She slept a little later so that you know mommy really? and daddy didn't have to get up at five fifteen. But we know that it's all because when she gets up early, she loves her Nutrisource chicken and rice food, and she loves those training treats as well, Judd. Yeah, I see. Uh, Stella was not as good. She decided that uh, dad was going to get up bright and early. I think it was five fifty-five. She said, "Daddy, get up. I I want to eat," and that's because she wants to eat just like Maya right there. Look at her. Nutrisource. And then, of course, so far today, she's been out three separate times. Now, why does that little girl want to go outside so much? It's not because she has to go outside. It's because she knows every time that she comes back inside, there's going to be some of those training reward treats that you guys on YouTube are looking at right now, waiting for her. Nutrisource. It is the dog food of dogs that love good treats and food. And digestion health and, and all those digestion. things. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com to uh, to get yours. Also, uh, a shout-out to Finch Home Solutions, helping people like us who are not comfortable necessarily doing their own stuff. That's that's right. And, and you know what? Also, Phil, it's fall here, right? It's getting chilly. It's getting chilly. It's getting cold. And people are like, how can I stay warm? How can I stay warm? And I'm going to tell you something. Finch Home Solutions also does the electrical installation for hot tubs. And what's more popular mm. in this state than hot tubs, right? So like if if you're thinking, boy, I would like to put a hot, hot tub in, but there's work to be done. And again, it's work that you probably don't want to or can't do. Finch Home Solutions can definitely do that. Also, Finch offering right now a free home safety inspection to all PD fans, and they can take care of everything. Don't forget, faulty outlets to flickering lights to installing or repairing electrical panels. In other words, my friend Cody and his team at Finch Home Solutions can do it all. 612-357-2604, finchhomesolutions.com. If you're thinking about that hot tub, make sure you check them out, finchhomesolutions.com. Uh, and Federated Insurance has been helping us out here, uh, driving our business forward the last few years at Score North and Purple Daily. And they can help your business through mis risk management tools and resources, like having a great offensive line for your business. So find out the 100-plus years of great work and how they operate uh, at Federated by going to federatedinsurance.com, where there's all sorts of resources and links you can click on to kind of snoop around and see if they can be a fit for your business at Federated it's our business to protect yours. Mm -hmm. 
All right, Seth Herman has a Ryan Wright appreciation message here. Mr. Wright has been the Vikings' MVP through six games, in my mind. As you showed using stats, the Vikings should not be winning games based on metrics, but the Vikings rank number one in average starting field position and number one in opponent average starting field position. While Ryan Wright only has to do half of that, uh, he makes it harder for the opponent to score against the Vikings because they have a longer way to go. He also had like a 70-yard punt or something. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Just absurd. Uh, Caveat, could there – he's on the flip side with Ryan Wright. He says – could it be that G Money's struggles are due to Wright being a bad holder, like Judd suggested in the preseason? I'll hang up and listen. That's a that's a loaded question. I I don't know, and, and I will say this, Phil. I probably land more on your side than Declan's about. I don't think in 2022 that you can forfeit 52 yard field goals. Like, it's concerning to me that Greg Joseph, I think, has missed three or four. Uh, It's concerning to me. He's missed two extra points. Um, And so that's a very good question. I don't know. It could be explored. But you know what? I will say this. Special teams, okay? Special teams. Think about the importance this year so far. The last two years, the special teams was bad. And it costs you. And, like, we don't think about it a ton, but it costs you. I'll give you a prime example ryan wright has had i think one bad punt the chicago game and it was followed by a wanham penalty that um moved the ball to the 50 yard line and the bears got points you know why they got points not because they're good they got points because they started at the 50 yard line mm-hmm. um conversely Wright, for the most part has been fantastic i think one of the most undersold talked about things about the fact that the vikings are at the bye five and one is special teams has absolutely, for the most part, besides that Bears game, been pretty damn brilliant. And I'm talking way beyond field goal attempts. I'm talking the phases of the game that create what he's talking about, which is field position. I will say this about, so I agreed on the Ryan Wright appreciation post. I'm glad that somebody threw him some love here, Seth. So nice work. On the G money front, no kicker in the league has missed more kicks so far this year than Greg Joseph. When you count field goals, and extra points. I am objecting to, and I started this three days ago, he cannot be called G-Money until he starts to make kicks. Right now, he's Gregory or Greg? He's broke right now. He's Greg and he's broke right okay. now. Okay. Because, I mean, you don't, but you don't get, you don't get to sound like you should wear bling, like Kirk is, unless you're doing something right. In fairness to Greg, he hasn't missed a field goal of uh, 49 yards or less so far this year. Yeah. It's just the 50 plus yarders. But again, like the league is making 50 plus yarders right. at like a 70% rate. Right. So it's no longer, well, it was a 50 yarder. What are you supposed to do? I don't know. The rest of the league makes them. So. And the extra points, too. Like this can't get to be that. That could have cost them on the road. Yeah. That extra point miss against the Dolphins could have been huge. Got to clean that up. Got to clean that up. Yes, sir. Uh, Glenn Tid says, yes, Phil, in sarcasm font, this is a team game. Let's see some shade thrown at this defense. If you can do that, I'm good with throwing shade at Cousins when it's due. So he's referring to our, our Cousins discussion on the Thursday State of the Offense where, you know, uh, this is here's my thing. Close circuit to the Cousins Crusaders out there, okay? Mm-hmm. This is what happens. I find this amusing. 
when Cousins plays poorly or the Vikings lose and people criticize Cousins, the Crusaders come out in full swing and say, it's a team game. Quit piling on Kirk. It's a it's right. a team game. Well, what about the offensive line? Right. Well, what about the defense? What about this? What about that? What about the coaching? Right? It's a team. Football's a team game. All right. So, all right. Yeah. Okay. But then when Kirk, when the Vikings win or Kirk plays well, Crusaders say, see, look how amazing he is and how amazing he's been all along. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you try to point out, well, wait a second. He has some of the best receivers in the NFL. The offensive line's a lot better. The defense got some pressures over here. The coaching staff's amazing. Maybe Kirk is being propped up a little bit by these other things. You never give Kirk credit. It's the opposite of like what Andrew Luck was all about during his career, where if he lost or played poorly, he owned it. It was his fault times a thousand. Right. If the team won or played well, deflect credit, deflect credit, accept blame, Cousins Crusaders. Okay, be consistent. Don't you feel like as well, and and I think that this is why the Crusaders right now don't bu- don't bug me a bit. I feel like that the Vikings with O'Connell as their coach have finally um, are finally using Kirk like I wanted for years, which is yes, he's propped up some, yes, his stats aren't great, but he is he is being he is he and O'Connell are combining to win games, which is all I care about. Okay. So I feel like this is now, this is, I don't care what the stats are. So this is where I wanted it, which is, can you complete with some pressure on a fourth quarter drive? He's done it, what, three times. It's been great. So the Crusaders don't bug me if if the Vikings ultimately as a team are getting what they need from Kirk, which is not great stats. It's, can you lead your team? And, and in fairness too, can your coach help you? You know, instead of despise you. Can your coach help you? So I feel like this is finally a point where Kirk, to me, is doing what I, what Vikings fans, not Kirk fans, should want. And so it's much easier for me to take. The Crusaders' problem was they literally would look at hollow stats and use them. Yeah, and I, I, I'm a little, me. I disagree with you a little in that I, I think – just straight up, he is not playing good enough this year. Mm-hmm. But he has played well in some high leverage spots that have elevated them to victories. Is that fair to say? That is very fair to say. And I that's at, cough again. Uh, <clears throat> listen to this. It's gone. It's gone. It's such, well, it's a, it's a fire's out there, man. Worst air quality in the world, right? That, that's what you told me. Worst air quality in the world. Yes, for three days. That's awful. Dude, like you walk outside, it was just like. Oh, it's like you're smoking. Smoke everywhere. It's, it's like you're smoking. Uh, yes, I think Still that's. Still here for Marlboro. <laughs> yeah, the Marlboro man. I think that's incredibly fair to say. And, and but my point is this. Um, O'Connell also, like this is a year of discovery. Like, I keep saying this, but we all, or I think there was this massive assumption that, oh man, O'Connell. Kirk's got his guy and O'Connell's got his guy. They, you don't know that. So like this year, part of the fun is you're five and one, and this is far from yeah. a finished product. Um, It's enjoyable to watch. It's sort of weird at times. Are, are the games great? No, but you know what? Go watch a bunch of games. They're not great. Yeah. So I just, I think that what the Vikings are getting now is they are they are getting, if I can take one little piece from Kirk, you know, and it's stats Kirk, 
drive Kirk, late game drive Kirk. I'm going to take the guy that can lead a drive and probably get help. Yeah. Let's start there. It's kind of what you're. Let's, yes, let's start. Exactly. Let's start there. And, and he might not be going. the guy, Phil. Like, there's a chance. There's a chance this is going to get done, and KOC is going to be like, not really the guy I thought he was. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Paul Horner says, or Herner, maybe it's pronounced via the feedback tab on the Scornoth app. Purple Daily is the reason I came back to the Vikings. I was born into Vikings fandom, and after years of disappointing losses, I took a step back and cheered from the shadows. Watching your show gave me the counseling I needed to work through my Vikings fandom woes, and I realize now that I will always be a Vikings fan, but now I have a place to go and vent during the hard times. Yep. Keep up the great, honest content. Love watching you guys daily. We will win a Super Bowl before we die. Yes, we are certified Vikings counselors. Yes. Thank you. My doctorate now, all Minnesota sports. I got the Wild. I got the Twins. <laughs> I got the Wolves and Vikings. Um, because I, I tweeted this out last night during the uh, during the Wild game as well. I sense we're very disgruntled right now again. Like, more disgruntled than usual. More Because I think we are, are perceiving that teams are, are or should be on the precipice of being good. Like Wolves fans. Opening night, Dude, they booed. People need to, that, that was ridiculous. The booing I know, but, on opening night was a joke. People know, need to calm down. See, I am here. I'm here to counsel. Like, you just blew up. You need counseling yourself. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm blowing up that at the people are, who blew up. That's we are, yes. We are more important than ever. There is nobody else in this town who offers the amount of. And by the way, it's free. No bills show up at your house. No nothing. Free counseling. Minnesota sports fandom. Yeah, we should have some sort of like a Minnesota sports uh, like health insurance. You know, we should, no, we should come up with something where you can you can you can pay X amount a month. And, pro bono uh, for me, man. I'm just pro bono. <laughs> I'm just here to help my fellow. I think there's a business opportunity human. here. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Nathan Meyer says at the Surly Live viewing event on October 16th, I was the guy who kept running up to the to grab the tent when it was trying to lift and blow away. We're gonna fix that for. Uh, by go, the way, this would be inside. Thank time. you. Thank you. Like that's that person helped us so much. Yeah. I at one point was holding on to the tent in front of me because it was lifting off the ground. My God. All right. We'll we'll get that. So thing. We're you. still working out some of this stuff. Here no, I know. Take. But I just want to say thank you because I was there and I could have died. So Nate, Nathan uh, continues. He says, you guys said something about sending a message to get an organizational title. So for your consideration, I humbly submit myself for the role as the leader of the task force for the emergency weather uh, pr- for emergency weather preparedness, you're in, and or chief human sandbag for Kings of the North, uh, Nathan, you can have all of that on your business card here. Welcome to the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet. We appreciate you, Steve Schuler via YouTube comment section. This is in response to us talking about how the Vikings have the highest scoring offense in the final four minutes of halves. Okay. Okay. I saw this comment earlier. I. It's one of those comments that I don't. I. It's so wrong, but I don't. Sometimes it's like someone says something that's so wrong, and you just like your mouth is agape, and you don't know how to respond. So I'm going to let you respond to this. Okay. Last time I checked, a touchdown in the last four minutes counts for six points. A touchdown at any other time in the game also counts as six points. To say you want the Vikings to be great at one time instead of another time doesn't make sense. 
at the end of the game, all scores are added up, and it doesn't matter when you scored. Oh, that's not what I've learned about what I like to call situational football. Situational crunch time football. And can you respond? Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, no. That's that, okay. It's, I'm, it, that's very important. I'm going to try and explain the concept of leverage to Steve here. All right. So there are moments in games that have higher leverage or more importance than other moments in games. Yes, sir. It's true that if you dominate on first down and just like chunk yards on first down, that you're going to be smooth sailing. But the reality is, you're not always going to just be like getting first down, first down, first down. You're going to have to face third down sometimes and if you don't gain enough yards on third down the consequences are greater than if you don't gain enough yards on first down because if you don't gain enough yards on first down you get second down and then third down yep but if you don't gain enough yards on third down the possession might be over or fourth down right then the other team gets the ball that is a higher leverage situation for you to succeed at it's important just like with time on the clock. Most NFL games are close games. Most spreads are one point. Like the Vegas Lions for games are almost always within a touchdown for the most part. Right. Most NFL games come down to the fourth quarter and late. And so, however it happened, the game is close when you get to the, the four or five minute mark. If you are a bad team in the last four minutes of a game... It's yep. likely the other team will steal wins from you and you will have a worse record than if you are good in the last four minutes of games, control the ball, control the clock, and have the final possession or score last. Which is the which is the definition of the difference between the 2021 and 2022 Vikings. To this point, yes, that is correct. It would be great to say that, well, I mean... Everything's all the same. This is kind of how the Twins front office thinks. Well, all relievers are just going to be performing at their best in all situations. Well, actually, uh, when the game is on the line at Yankee Stadium and we're going to run Cody Stashak out there for the first time with his pulse racing through his neck, it's not the same as a June game, you know, on a Tuesday night or something in the seventh inning. I'm sorry. It's why you'll take clutch Kirk above statistics Kirk. Yes. If you can, I mean. Because you need to to leverage that into that. If you can score late and last in close games, you're going to steal more games in the end. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. Uh, 90%, is that fair? Am I wrong? It's like one of those questions where like, yeah, yes, technically he's he's correct. Yeah, I I, I think part of the problem in statements like that is they don't make up for the imperfection of sports. I I think we sometimes get so hyper-focused on advanced metrics and statistics that like, Watch the games. Yeah. If you watch the games, you'll know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and then 90% mental here on Twitter says, Thursday you asked what stats you'd like uh, uh, the audience would like you to dive into. I'd love for you to dig into Kirk's tight window throw percentage. Football. And also how our receivers rank in contested catches. JJ was low last year in contested catches. My theory, Kirk's low in... Um, TWTs, TWTs, tight, uh, window, tight throws. window throws. There we go. And receivers are low in contested catches. Kirk is risk averse, and it's hindering the offense's productivity. KOC mentioned 
to the sideline reporter in Miami. He needed the receivers to get more separation. Yeah, which is, goes back to the Chicago game, if you recall, which I believe that we it was Seifert that tweeted out that he basically didn't throw a contested pass. Yeah, which is weird because he did throw a pick. So I think it was just off the mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think this speaks to one of the challenges the offense is facing. Unless the receivers are flashing wide open, Kirk moves away from that read, speculating that it might frustrate KOC. Keep reading between the lines, and we'll see how KOC thinks the Kirk experiment is going. This, I mean, yeah, for his career, he has been very risk-averse. I think you've seen some riskier passes this year. Um, but maybe the answer is, hey, guys, we just need to get more open because otherwise Kirk's not going to see it as an open window to throw it into. Yeah, which is why I think KOC has incorporated some of the older things that Kubiak did to make Kirk comfortable because he's smart enough to say, it might not be my first choice, but I want completions, right? Yeah. Like, that. that's the thing that Kevin seems to be doing that I like. He seems to be cognizant of the fact that Kirk is his guy. Kirk's not going to completely change. And so what can you do to get Kirk to win games? Yeah. Again, I don't, you know what? My guess is, at the end of the day, Kirk Cousins is not Kevin O'Connell's guy. Like he, I think he probably wants to draft a quarterback he can develop who can make tight window throws. TWTs. TWTs. Football. I love that. But, That's good, man. but you know what? He's got Kirk for now. So mm-hmm. you're winning games. We should just turn this whole show into acronyms, you know? Uh, 3DP, third down percentage. TWT, tight window throw. CCs, contested catches. I love just it. speaking code for I love it. 40 minutes every day. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the, the feedback that we have time for here on the show today. And, uh, I recommend if you're looking for a little sweat this weekend, prize picks, a very easy way to play daily fantasy. So it's very, you you pick between two and five players and an over under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry and prize picks offers every major sport, NFL, NBA. You could, if you're, you know, tonight, for instance, you could get into the Timberwolves just mash the over on Timberwolves. Not that I would ever do that. That might be, that might be, yeah, it's true. Okay. Well, drowning yourself in Kool-Aid. What's the spread? Uh, wolves by a lot, probably. Jazz sure. are coming off a really good performance. Against Jazz Denver. are sneaky. They're sneaky. They actually have a pretty, like they have like some good veterans. Rudy Gay is on that team and there's some sneaky guys oh. in there. Walker Kessler. The bees can get hot. The bees. Yep. Bees, they can get hot. Uh, you can run mixed sport entries. If you want to as well, use the promo code NORTH and Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. And you can help us when you do that too. When you tell them uh, via that promo code NORTH, uh, they'll say, hey, score North, Purple Daily. Those guys were the assist on this one. Price Picks mobile app and the pricepicks.com website. I've got a Declan update. Uh oh. I have found him. I don't want to say he's. He's not drunk. I don't. He's probably buzzed though. So he's on a golf course. Oh, he, wow. Um, uh, 12 minutes ago, he sent me a note that said only two beers and one shooter in. Oh, wow. That's so okay. like, that's, that's a... only two, be- oh, just two beers and a shooter. Okay. First of all, that's a big burying the lead is what we call this in my former, uh, business. He says, however, but I'm going to be under 50, which is a course record for me here. He didn't say where here is. Okay. You I'm know, assuming it's our friends at the Meadows. I always, always our friends at the Meadows. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to assume. Yeah, I think uh, when old Macadac cracks a couple of beers, he would never do a shooter early in the day. But no matter what, like if it's more than one drink before about one o'clock, a nap is very necessary later. Oh, Dex um, will take a nap. 
Yeah. But the shooter, I feel like, you know, oh, just, just a couple of beers, a couple of brewskis and a shooter. And a shooter. I feel like it should be, I did a shooter and mixed in two beers and I'm golfing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. So there's your update. There's your feedback Friday here on Purple Daily, this daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Enjoy Red Zone on Sunday. Love it. Vetline makes its return for the Cardinals game in a week and change. See you guys.